Hello and welcome to Mixnerd News. This is where you come to listen to breaking news when it comes to the nerd world. That means we have breaking video game news, movie news, and TV news. If you want to hear about the latest games, the latest movies, and everything else, stick around. Because here's your host Nick from a tiny studio in San Diego. guys what is up it is yes it is december 6th we're we're in the end game now folks of 2023 that is right we are just a few short weeks away from 2024 which is a wild statement i say that all the time time is just flashing before all of us it's it's crazy isn't it it's a it's a wonderful thing though i i will say that there's a there's a lot going on this week and we're going to talk about it but first just want to let you guys know, the website is live again. Nixnernews.com is once again live, and it's going to look very different to what you're used to. It has been completely relaunched. It is uh, completely redone. I switched over to Squarespace from Wix. Uh, this is not a paid advertisement. Just, just saying that Squarespace was a lot easier to use, uh, a lot more friendly to the wallet. I will say that as well. But NixNerdNews.com is live once again. You can listen to the show right in your browser. It's a lot easier to find the links to where we are on different podcast hosting services. That's all in our social tab, along with our Instagram feed. Uh, you can also follow us on uh, TikTok, Twitter, Threads, Facebook. We're on all those places. And you can also check out uh, the other places on our website where you can listen to the show right in your browser. You do not have to, you know, listen to us on, on those services. If it's easier for you to listen right in your browser on a computer or something like that, you have that ability with the built-in players. Uh, like I said, hit up that social tab. You will find all of the places you can subscribe to us or just go to the episode tab and listen to the show right there in your browser. Super easy. NixNerdNews.com. Uh, all right, that's said and done. Let's check out the top three stories before we get too deep into them. I don't know why, but this weekend was full of movie trailers and TV trailers. We got a trailer for Furiosa, the Mad Max prequel film. We got a trailer for House of the Dragon Season 2. We got a trailer for Godzilla X Kong The New Empire. We got a trailer for The Boys Season 4. We got a trailer... For, um, where, where'd it go? <laughs> um, wow, the Fallout show. I put that, I wrote that down in the wrong spot. We got a trailer for 
uh, and this is our our biggest story. We got a trailer for Grand Theft Auto 6, people. Grand Theft Auto 6 trailer is live out in the open. You cannot miss it. It is everywhere. I've already watched it like 10 times. This is happening, folks. And unfortunately, we have to wait till 2025. Anyway, those are that. And then we finally got a streaming date for Barbie on Max. And we'll get to that in the news. Why don't you guys stick around? And uh, let's head on over to see what's going on with the video game world, shall we? All right, let's uh, let's talk about the gaming news, shall we? Uh, of course, the video game awards are tomorrow. Uh, the Game Awards, excuse me, are on tomorrow on Twitch and all streaming platforms hosted by Jeff Keighley. But we're not going to talk about that because there's a lot of other big news going on in the gaming world. Um, so, Xbox Game Pass is not headed to the Switch despite some weird rumors saying that they were. Um, so... Of course, Phil Spencer said something in 2019, calling it their long-term goal. Um, Xbox Chief Financial Officer Tim Stewart referenced the strategy at the Wells Fargo TMT Summit on Tuesday via GameSpot. They reported that every screen that can play games, unquote, is what he said and what he wants Game Pass on. Um, he also said, quote, that means smart TVs, that means mobile devices, that means what we would have thought of his competitors in the past, like PlayStation and Nintendo, unquote. However, and this is a big, big however, Phil Spencer said um, in an interview with Windows Central, and he asked, was asked about Stewart's comments, and he said, quote, our mission is to bring our first-party experiences and our subscription services to every screen that, we c that can play games. Uh... Sorry, no, 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 that's what Stewart said. Phil said, quote, I'll start by saying we have no plans to bring Game Pass to PlayStation and Nintendo. It's not in our plans. Um, what it means to own an Xbox uh, is the thing I want to be focused on is how do we com continue to innovate for people who've made the commitment to our hardware platform and how do we continue to make sure that they feel great about their investment and in what we've built. I want us to continue to innovate so people on our console feel like we're making investments in console that matches their commitment they're making to us, unquote. Phil Spencer, of course, the CEO of Microsoft Gaming. So he kind of, you know, threw water on putting it on Xbox or on PlayStation and Nintendo. I, I, realistically, I don't think that ever was going to happen. It's a little odd for the CFO to say that, Um I, I get it, right? He's trying to hype it up, but realistically, that's that's more than likely never going to happen. We finally have a release date for Homeworld 3. Uh, this is a game that's been in the works for a long time. It is a long-running franchise, and that will release on March 24th. Uh, Halo Infinite and 343 parodied the Grand Theft Auto 6 announcement. Um... Grand Theft, or Rockstar put out like an announcement splash page that was very vaporwave, saying stay tuned for something on, you know, December 5th 
at uh, 9 a.m. Eastern. Obviously, they were teasing the Grand Theft Auto 6 trailer. So on Monday, or on Sunday it was, 343 and Halo tweeted out, Hey, trailer on Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific. Obviously, theirs wasn't as big a deal, but they did announce the return of Firefight to Halo uh, in the form of Halo or Firefight King of the Hill, which is a new mode, but it will also allow you to create all types of Firefight matches within Forge. Firefight is back in Halo. Um, Phil Spencer... In the same interview with Windows Central, hinted at the possibility of achievements changing or being updated in some way on Xbox. Uh, this is a pretty big interview if you guys want to check it out. Like I said, it is on Windows Central. Uh, but he did say this, quote, saying, There's a hardware roadmap. There's a service roadmap. Maybe there's even a roadmap for improvements to Xbox achievements, which I know is something that you and many others care about. Uh, unquote. They've been hinting at a lot of things for achievements for a while. We'll see if it actually happens. Uh, following that, though, also he did tease about reaching back into the, the back catalog now that they own Activision, things like that. And he did say, quote, you've seen from our history that we haven't touched every franchise that people would love us to touch. Banjo fans, I hear you. But it is true that when we find the right team and the right opportunity, I love going back to revisit stories and characters that we've seen previously. Um, unquote. He does say, go on to say other things, but he specifically calls out Banjo fans. Now, I wouldn't see myself as a Banjo-Kazooie fan. I've never actually played any of the games. Uh, I don't know if they're a loud group. I don't know if they're a big group. But apparently they're enough to get Phil's attention and for him to specifically say something, which tells me, I, I bet you, I bet you something is happening in the works in regards to Banjo-Kazooie. Which, again, no surprise. Uh, anyway, a lot of new announcements were made to Fortnite. A lot in, for Season 5, or whatever it's being called. Including the addition of Peter Griffin in this weird jacked-up version of himself. And Solid Snake from Metal Gear Solid. Both are now playable characters in uh, Fortnite. They've also added a new island um, and several new modes. So, there's a new Lego mode with a new uh, island and it's Lego Fortnite. Rocket Racing is being added and it's being created by Psionics, the team behind... Um, Rocket League, and it's a new racing mode, and then Fortnite Festival, which is a new like rhythm game being made by Harmonix, the team of course behind Rock Band. So, uh, 1,200 outfits are getting Lego versions in the game, um, in the new Lego experiences that will be inside the game. They'll be added automatically, you will not have to pay for them or anything like that. Uh, certain emotes are getting a Lego version, and yeah, that's crazy. So, Rocket Racing, a new racing game for Rocket League de developer Psionics, like I said, will release on the 8th, uh, and then Fortnite Festival will arrive on December 9th, 
um, like I said, is being by made by Harmonix, and you can perform songs from most popular artists in the world. Fortnite Festival Season 1 will kick off with The Weeknd as its first star. So, that is uh, pretty crazy. Makes me almost want to play Fortnite. <laughs> um, let me see. Okay. Uh, the Fallout trailer for the new Fallout show has been released. It looks very faithful to the games, but that makes sense considering that uh, Pete Hines... Was it Pete Hines or Todd Howard? One of the two have confirmed that the show is canon to the games. I think I said that last week. And uh, with that as well, we have learned that uh, the the develop the showrunners, Jonathan Nolan, was being interviewed. Jonathan Nolan sees it as Fallout 5, in his opinion. I mean, it looks good, like I said. And Walton Goggins looks great as a... Um, are they mutants? Are they called mutants? I don't remember. Um, anyway... Halo, oh, that's another trailer we got. The trailer for season two of the Halo show on Paramount Plus, and it looks like they're going to be focusing on the fall of Reach. And it drops in February, a lot sooner than I expected. And I do hope, I do hope with the new showrunner, they stick a little bit closer to the source material. And there was a Halo. Uh, Sony has uh, been called out for pulling paid content from people's libraries. It was really weird. So Sony has signaled its intention to pull some PlayStation content um, on the PlayStation website. Sony said it planned to remove hundreds of Discovery films. I don't know what that means, but it says, quote, As of the 31st of December 2023, due to our content licensing arrangements with content providers, you will no longer be able to watch any of your previously purchased Discovery content, and the content will be removed from your video library. We sincerely thank you for your continued support. Thank you, PlayStation Store. Unquote. Uh, then there's a list of all the content being affected, including Through the Wormhole, uh, Tanked, Mythbusters, and An Idiot Abroad. So, uh, a lot of people online are complaining. If you purchased it, you should be able to keep it even if the, the rights are gone. Like, uh, that doesn't make any sense. Um, what, what's, what's the whole point of purchasing these things if, if, you're, if they're taking it? Um, yeah. It, it, it goes back to our conversation we had about physical media versus digital media last week. Physical media is still king, in my opinion, because they don't—they can't really take it from you. Um, yeah, it, someone on Twitter said uh, Drew McWeeny quote Wild. If you purchased any of these titles via PlayStation, they're going to disappear soon, and too bad for you. Buying digital media is simply renting with an open-ended expiration date. They can and will take it from you if they feel like it. Unquote. He's not wrong. Uh, it's all DRM, digital rights media. Um, th this is a little crazy that that they can pull it like that, even though people purchased it. And someone, uh, some a lot of people are saying they should get refunds. Like I, I kind of agree with that, um, but at the same time, I understand what a DRM is and. Or digital rights management—that's what it is—and it's just—it's not—it's not pretty at all. 
Sega is announcing something big for tomorrow at the Game Awards. Some people think it's a new Virtual Fighter. Nobody really knows. Just that Sega's teasing something big. Uh, Phil Spencer has announced that Starfield has reached 12 million players. Uh, in that same interview with... Uh, no, he was at the CCXP event in Brazil, which is the... I think it's Comic-Con Expo or CinemaCon. CinemaCon, that's what it is. It's CinemaCon. Um... He called it a tremendous hit, quote-unquote, but uh, he did not give sales figures or the split of players between Game Pass and owners of the game, uh, but he did say, quote, Starfield has now had over 12 million players since the launch of Starfield, and it still sits in our top 10 most played games from our studios. So thank you, everybody, for all the support on the Starfield and making it a tremendous hit, unquote. Obviously, it was not the failure everyone thinks it was, uh, but it was snubbed at the Game Awards. Cyberpunk's last update has officially released, update 2.1, um, and has added a few final features to the game as uh, CD Projekt Red shifts full focus to The Witcher 4 and a potential Cyberpunk sequel. Uh, Ed Boon has teased that Mortal Kombat 1 will be getting story DLC, and more to come after that, which is very interesting. It's rare for a fighting game to get story DLC. It's very rare. A lot of fans are speculating on what it might mean for the franchise. Uh, James Gunn has walked back some of his comments in regards to how games in the future DC Universe must all be canon. Um, but... Uh, which the new DC Universe kicks off in 2025. In um, While it was planning to incorporate video games and things like that, uh, someone asked him on threads if it was a requirement for all incoming Warner Brothers games titles to be set in the C same DC film universe, which game responded with a simple game. Gun responded with a simple no. Um... I don't, I, I, there's, there's nothing beyond that. <laughs> very, very straightforward from James Gunn. Uh, Starbreeze, the makers behind the Payday games, has announced that they will be making a new Dungeons & Dragons co-op multiplayer game. Rumors abound onto what that will be. Uh, Codemasters is now the next studio to be faced with massive layoffs, or redundancies as they are called in the Codemasters UK. Um, after the launch of F1 23, EA Sports World Rally Classic, Codemasters and EA um, confirmed the redundancies, saying, quote, Our business is constantly changing as we strive to deliver amazing games and services that keep our players engaged, connected, and inspired. At times, this requires the company to make small scale organizational changes that align our teams and resources to meet evolving business needs and priorities. We continue to work closely with those affected by these changes providing appropriate support throughout the process, unquote. So, as you can see, no one is safe in the industry. Um, EA and Bioware tease Dragon Age the Dreadwolf, the new Dragon Age game, uh, said there will not be anything at the Game Awards, but they will have more to share in 2024. Uh, the Last of Us 2... Uh, remastered, which is coming soon, has announced that we'll be getting a new rogue roguelike mode within the game uh, as like a mini expansion. 
if you want to play a roguelike in The Last of Us. Uh, the developers behind Sur Ark Survival Evolved, Ascended, or is what they're calling the remaster, um, admitted how, uh, how things are going. During a Studio Wildcards Extra Life charity stream on Twitch, uh, Stieglitz, who is um, Jeremy Stieglitz, who's the co-founder of Studio Wildcard, was uh, talking about the performance of Ark Survival Ascended, saying, quote, the servers are ass. They run like ass, and their stability is ass. We need to improve it. It's going to be improved, unquote. Which, it, it's, it's very telling when you see the head of a studio admitting things like that. It's not often, but honesty is very refreshing. Um, PlayStation has perma... Perma suspend, permanently suspended accounts, uh, numerous accounts, without reason uh, or without giving an official reason as to why. Um, people are very confused. They do not understand. Um, hold on, let me see if I can find that. Well, it looks like an update. It looks like their accounts have been restored. Um, but on Monday, many accounts were unexpectedly permanently suspended. Uh, as of Tuesday morning, many of them have gotten them restored. Um, some of them had contacted customer service about it. But Sony has yet to comment publicly or respond to any news outlet in regards to the bans or the restorations. Um, a message that one user received said, quote, This account is permanently suspended from PlayStation Network due to violations of the PlayStation Network terms of service and user agreement, unquote. But nobody knows um, why. Uh, Michael who, uh, Dollywall, who is a, uh, I think they're, they're on Twitter. I, I don't know what exactly they do. Um, hold on, let me see if I can get a, uh, let me see. Doesn't say who he is. Uh, but he posted images of what happened. So, hey, Sony, can you, like, uh, give an update on, on what happened there, buds? Please? Thanks. Um, Nintendo and Universal have announced details about Donkey Kong Country, which is a new expansion coming to Super Mario Land at Universal Studios. Um, so, this is at Universal Studios Japan is getting it first, just like Super Mario World. And, or Super Nintendo World, they call it. Universal Studios Japan has announced that Donkey Kong Country will open um, in spring 2024. They had a big show announcement. And uh, it looks like um, it will have a new uh, ride called Minecart Madness, which is a roller coaster set around a towering temple in the jungle. Uh, it will be based on Donkey Kong Country Returns. And um, you have to get the golden banana. I guess that's it. Uh, it'll also have a Tiki Tong, and uh, who's the boss from Donkey Kong Country Returns. Uh, the new area will also feature other activities that uh, Shigeru Miyamoto actually helped to develop. Um, if you connect the Kong letters, you can get an extra life. You'll need the power-up band that you use in Super Nintendo World. Um, 
they will release Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong themed uh, power-up bands. And uh, you'll want to have the app, the Universal Studios Japan app. And a lot of new merchandise was announced as well. So, yeah, we'll see what happens when it actually opens next year. Um, EA has promised that the NCAA football reboot is still going to come out next year, sometime in the summer, uh, despite having to settle a lawsuit in regards to uh, not paying players and be, for the use of their likenesses. Um, it looks like the brand, are, via tweet, via Pete Nakos, uh, the brand R Group and One Team Partners have reached a settlement agreement in a lawsuit regarding EA Sports. From EA spokesperson, quote, we're pleased to move on from these claims and look forward to delivering EA Sports College Football in summer 2024. So, it looks like uh, we're still getting a new NCAA game, and I know a lot of people that are going to be happy about that. Uh, the director of the upcoming Zelda live-action movie, uh, who is Wes Ball, was being interviewed by Entertainment Weekly, um, and he's already been planning some things, even though he just got hired and the announcement was just made. Um, his he, What he envisions is this, quote, This awesome fantasy adventure movie that isn't like Lord of the Rings. It's its own thing. I've always said I would love to see a live-action Miyazaki. That wonder and whimsy that he brings to things, I would love to see something like that, unquote. So, it looks like his goal is to make his Legend of Zelda movie feel like a live-action Miyazaki film. Uh, we'll see, though, if that ultimately comes to pass. Amazon and Twitch have announced that it will be dropping Twitch support in Korea next year which is a strange thing to me um uh, yeah twitch has decided services will end in korea sometime early next year in a blog post ceo dan clancy said quote ultimately the cost to operate twitch in korea is prohibitively expensive and we have spent significant effort working to reduce those costs so that we could find a way for the twitch business to remain in korea First, we experimented with a peer-to-peer -peer model for source quality. Then we adjusted source quality to a maximum of 720. While we've lowered costs from these efforts, our network fees in Korea at, uh, are still 10 times higher, times more expensive than in our most other countries. Twitch has been operating in Korea at a significant loss, and unfortunately, there is no significant pathway forward for our business to run more sustainability in that country unquote so uh, that's wild man uh it is expected to happen sometime by the end of february next year uh the arkham asylum trilogy recently launched on switch uh and players have found that there is a touching tribute to kevin conroy the the man behind the voice of batman uh, he did pass away uh last november 2022 uh, and being reported by Ga Eurogamer, once the credits roll on the first game, Batman Arkham Asylum, in a black and white drawing of Gotham City appears the text, quote, in memory of Kevin Conroy. A uh, nice little tribute there to Kevin Conroy. And then uh, our second to last story, uh, this is a big story that dropped on IGN today, 
is about everything going on at Bungie right now, um, which is about a hundred. So, a hundred employees were laid off at Bungie in early October. Um, they are, as of right now, as what has been considered right now, uh, they are a fully independent subsidi- subsidiary of Sony. Bungie operates independently, can replace re- release their games on multiple platforms. Uh, but its board of directors has been uh, essentially split down the middle since Sony bought them in July of last year. Um, on the board, it is currently PlayStation Studios head Herman Hulst, Sony Senior VP Eric Lempel, Bungie co-founder Jason Jones, Bungie CTO Louis Viegas, and Bungie CEO Pete Parsons, um, essentially split down the middle. Parsons, though, serves as a tie-breaking vote. However, uh, under an anonymity, multiple and current former Bungie employees have uh, expressed their um, concern after a department meeting that took place after the layoffs. Um, it looks like those that shared power on the board may not be a permanent thing. Um while the, they never officially released the exact terms of the deal for when Sony bought Bungie, um, sources were told by leaders that the current split board structure is contingent on Bungie meeting certain financial goals, similar to what happened with their partnership with Activision um, before uh, when you know Destiny was launched under their stewardship. So... And uh, if Bungie falls short of these financial thresholds by too great of an amount, Sony is allowed to dissolve the existing board, take full control of the company, essentially making them not independent any longer. Um, With the final shape delayed into the next fiscal year and Disney or Bungie investing heavily on Marathon, some employees feel that Bungie might not be able to meet those targets to keep its, its freedom. Um, it, it's very interesting to see if, if that actually happens, of course. Uh, we've also learned that um, it was Bungie's leadership who decided to lay off the 100 people, not Sony. Um, but it was a, 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 a about cost-cutting effort at Bungie. Um, and multiple and current employees have revealed to IGN, again, anonymously that the company has implemented numerous other cost-cutting measures, a studio-wide hiring freeze, travel budgets reduced, elimination of holiday bonuses, oh, fuck, keeping annual Bungie Day virtual, delaying its week-long company pentathlon event to next December, and um, reducing numerous morale events such as cooking and knitting classes from monthly to quarterly. Bungie is also pausing or fully ending benefits like employee compensation adjustments to meet market rates, new hire lunch program, employee donation matching, peer recognition program, gift cards for employee birthdays, studio performance bonuses uh, will only be contractually obligated 80% minimum um, as opposed to 800%. That's huge. If they're cutting back that much, that is Massive. It means they're not making the money they thought they were going to make. Um, 
morale apparently has also been gutted uh, after the the layoffs and all these new announcements. Um, Mood in the studio is quote-unquote soul-crushing per these anonymous sources. Um, Management is not making significant efforts towards improving the atmosphere. Apparently those still working are frustrated, sad, um, indifference and flippancy or hostility was met with them from management. Wow. (laughs) They couldn't guarantee there wouldn't be more layoffs. Um, their, their layoffs, apparently, uh, this has been, been talked about before. Uh, Chief People Officer at Bungie, Holly Barbakovi, saying that layoffs were a quote-unquote lever the company could pull again. Um, Wow. If if the final shape does not do well, there's going to probably be more layoffs. And the final shape was delayed to sometime next year. Um, Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Just, it, it goes on and on. Um, about the issues over at Bungie. You guys can check that out. Like I said, it's on IGN. And our final gaming story, no surprise here, is all about Grand Theft Auto 6. Uh, the trailer, originally announced to be released on December 5th at 9 a.m. Eastern, was, uh, was not the case. Uh, the trailer leaked online at some point earlier on Monday, causing Rockstar to essentially release the trailer in full Monday afternoon ahead of their planned announcement on Tuesday. Uh, needless to say, a lot of people were pissed at the company, a lot of people supporting them as well. Um, but several companies, um, surprisingly, a lot of companies under the Microsoft banner, uh, all tweeted out parody announcements in regards to the initial announcement that, um, (laughs) that Rockstar put out all of them using the same similar, uh, like vaporwave, um, (laughs) the same like vaporwave color scheme, Raven software, um, Overwatch, Sea of Thieves, like I said, Halo previously, uh, even Mediatonic, who makes the Fall Guys, put out their own um, thing. Was there a new trailer? I didn't see a new trailer. But Stellaris, Walmart Canada, a lot of people um, essentially made fun of it. Tens of thousands of people were waiting to watch the trailer 24 hours before it launched. Uh, they were in the waiting room on YouTube. Um, a lot of streams, uh, reaction streams, were hit with strikes and takedowns after the leak. Um, obviously, Rockstar going after people showing the trailer early. Um, it did announce... The trailer looks fucking gorgeous, by the way. Uh, it does focus on our new player, Luce, Lucia, uh, and her lover, it looks like they're a Bonnie and Clyde type duo. It will take place in Vice City in the state of Leonida, as it's being called. Uh, it looks like an expansion of their version of Florida, of course, from the Grand Theft Auto universe. Uh, it shows off a lot of 
Florida man essence culture. Uh, shows a lot of vibes that you would get normally from Miami and things like that. It, it Like I said, it is a gorgeous, gorgeous trailer. Ultimately, I think the game will end up looking like that. Um, it, it was announced for 2025, despite earlier leaks and suggestions saying a late 2024 release. Uh, it is confirmed for PlayStation 5 and Series X and S over on Xbox side. Unfortunately, no PC announcement. Um, a lot of people in the industry, though, like I said, were not happy about the leak. Um, people at Rockstar saying, quote, Sad that it was shown this way, but still super stoked to finally let the world see what we've been working on. Hope you'll enjoy, unquote, from Jay Marston Bullen. Uh, Zara on Twitter also said, sad that it came out this way, but couldn't be more excited to be working on an amazing project with amazing people, quote unquote. Um, also, the trailer really wasn't on Twitter right away, and the Twitter CEO had to, like, beg. Um for them to put it on there. We'll talk about that in a bit. Um, Hassan Piker, the famous streamer and man behind the Young Turks, was one of the first to see it and react, saying, quote, as for everyone else, or sorry, said GTA 6 is political. Uh, joking. Obviously, people don't understand that it's always been political. Uh, Daniel Lamad, who is a big, big uh, gaming insider, um, at the Nico Partners said, quote, I'm a dis bit disappointed that I have to wait until 2025 to experience an extreme parody satire of U.S. culture in GTA 6 when Americans can already experience it today by walking outside, unquote. Uh, Sam Barlow, who is the writer and director of Immortality and several other movies and uh, the Her Story, the game, tweeted, quote, guy who has only ever played Grand Theft Auto London Wow, pretty ballsy of them to set a Grand Theft Auto game in the United States of America, unquote. <laughs> um, the, who is this? Uh, Mr. Pentico, who is a wrestler in AEW and um, tweeted, how did this leak so early? And uh, let me see. Someone who works at Cold Iron Studios said, quote, leaks fucking suck, but holy fucking God, GTA 6 looks downright insane, and everyone that worked on that project should still be proud. See y'all in two years, unquote. So he says two years. I don't think it's going to be late 25. I'll say that. Uh, Caitlin Redwing, who is uh, PR for Triple Point and Real Time Strats host, uh, said, quote, ready to fall in love with his Bonnie and Clyde duo. And then um, Firewalk Studios director of Com Scott Lowe, tweeted, quote, having grown up in Florida, this appears to be the most Florida game to ever exist. I can't wait, unquote. Um, Annapurna Interactive marketing director Jeff Legaspi tweeted, GTA 6 is really going to be Florida man the game. Uh, laugh, like cry laughing emoji. Um let me see. Who's this? Anna, who was senior lead writer and narrative designer at large, previously at Well Told Entertainment and Hard Suit Labs, said, quote, um, let me see. What do you mean he's not the protagonist? Unquote. 
uh, talking about a scene in which an alligator is shown walking into a convenience store. And um, let me see this. This is uh, the PR firm of Tinsley. They are consultancy for video game and digital entertainment. Tweeted, tweeted, quote, we waited for years and they just, they just tweeted it out, unquote. Um, the Dave Awards, which is a parody account, uh, tweeted out when they catch us, when they catch you leaking shit, unquote, shows a picture of a character in the game holding two hammers. Um, this is, this is interesting too. A lot of developers and industry figures also expressed sympathy. Um, let me see. Who's this? Um, James Jarvis, who's the executive producer for Future Game Show, Future Game Show Awards, uh, said, quote, can't believe this happened and really feel for the thousands of people who would have wait, wanted to have the moment of watching it to go live together. The consolation is that the quality of the team's work really shines through. Um, Ralph, who's head of PR for X Real, Xbox PR guy uh, from 2012 to 2023, uh, tweeted, quote, trailer leaks are bad. They hurt creatives, trade, and businesses alike, unquote. Uh, and then Xbox senior social media ma manager Josh Stein tweeted, quote, while the cat and mouse game of leak not leaked is fun to follow on social, let me tell you it sucks from the inside. Teams work literally hours, days, weeks, nights to build the best rollout to capture the attention of social media and go loud and proud for the community. And, uh, hold on, community leaks utterly ruin that and waste a ton of work and also risk flat spinning your whole marketing message. There's going to be a lot of people missing time with family, friends, loved ones tonight because they have to work late hours to accommodate for a leak. As someone who went through it myself, it sucks the fun out of marketing and I wish it never happened, unquote. Um, and then people also were tweeting about that, uh, <laughs> um, the, uh, the announcement for The Last of Us Remastered literally came out at the same time Rockstar decided to say, fuck the leak and release it, which kind of sucks. Um, the trailer, like I said, is gorgeous. It already has more views than Cyberpunk, Red Dead 2, and Zelda, uh, Tears of the Kingdom reveals combined. Um, so it has already surpassed 69.2 million views within the first 15 hours. Um, so it's way beyond that at this point. Um, wow. that That's crazy um, that it has that many. Let's see what it's at right now, actually. Okay, YouTube, uh, Grand Theft Auto 6. Oh, yeah, the head of Twitter was like, it. people viewed it more on Twitter than YouTube. And people were like, Twitter views don't count because, uh, guess what? Twitter views count if you just literally look at the tweet, not if you watch the video. YouTube views count if you've watched at least 30 seconds of a video. It's already at 116 million views uh, since the trailer dropped on Monday afternoon. So it, it's it's way up there. Um, like I said, a lot of things were inspired by actual Florida Man events. So uh, as people has, have, have found out, there's a lot of uh, interesting things. There's even a, a sh what looks like what is known as the Florida Joker. 
Um, and the guy who is known as the Florida Joker, um, kind of spoke out and was like, Hey, uh, what's going on? Rockstar. He said, quote, we got to talk unquote <laughs> on, um, on it. That's crazy. The Florida Joker. I didn't even know that was a real thing or a real person, to be honest. Uh, we got some other things. Rockstar devs are pissed about the leak. They've been uh, talking about it, of course. Um, a, a Rockstar senior programmer said, fucking seriously. Like, it, it sucks. A lot of them said, that fucking sucks. I feel bad for them, because they, they did all this, and a lot of people were waiting, and then it, it drops early. Um... Like I said, it was re released on Twitter after a little bit back and forth with the Twitter CEO. The song they use is a Tom Petty song that I personally have never heard, but it has boosted the popularity of the song. Tom Petty, of course, is a Florida native, or was before he passed. Um, it uses Tom Petty's song Love is a Long Road from his 1989 album Full Moon River. And via Spotify, streams of Love is a Long Road have skyrocketed following the release by a whopping 36,979%. <laughs> That's a lot. It's, uh, it has now hit 11.3 million plays on Spotify, and it will keep going up. Um, and then, like I said, now that it has over 100 million views on YouTube... It has surpassed the predecessor of Grand Theft Auto V's reveal trailer, which uh, had reached 101 million views. It, it has reached 101 million views in less than two days. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. But yes, that trailer is online. Uh, and even prompting an, a former rec Rockstar dev to react. Um, I actually know another former Rockstar employee. Uh, who I currently work with. He used to work at Rockstar San Diego. He backed this up. But Mike York, who worked as an animator at Rockstar New England for six years, who helped build GTA 5 and Red Dead 2, who left the company in 2017, uh, published a video on his personal YouTube channel uh, saying, quote, this is an in-game cutscene. A lot of the games you see are done with the cinematics and they cut to a scene and it's not all in-game. It's kind of pre-rendered and you see it. But everything you see in a GTA game is all done in-game. Every single cutscene. If you see that building way in the back, you can go to that building. You can climb it. You can jump off it. This game is very elaborate. That's why it takes them so long to make. Unquote. Um, he also said, quote, I'm really impressed with how far they're bringing the graphics in-game. A lot of times you see a cinematic. This is not that. When you play this game, it's really going to look like this. It's going to look just like this. It's going to be incredible. I can't wait. Because the artists over there really know how to push the consoles and the hardware to the limits with their level of details. Unquote. This man does not work for Rockstar anymore, has no skin in the game, and is telling people, don't think this is fake. The game will look like this, if not better, when it releases sometime in 2025 i'm expecting an early 2025 release that is it for gaming folks let's see what's going on up in hollywood shall we
All right, let's head on up the 5 freeway here, see what's going on in Hollywood, shall we? So, Tom Holland has announced he's a bit hesitant to making a fourth Spider-Man film. Um, he was being interviewed, where, I'm trying to find it. Um, he was interviewed by Collider, saying, quote, All I can say is that we've been actively engaging in conversations about what it could potentially look like for a fourth rendition of my character. Whether or not we can find a way to do justice to the character is another thing. I feel very protective over Spider-Man. I feel very, very lucky that we're able to work on a franchise that got better with each movie, that got more successful with each movie, which I think is really rare, and I want to protect his legacy. So I won't make another one for the sake of making another one. It will have to be worth the while of the character, unquote. I get it. I really do. Um... But it's interesting, because he said in June, quote, I think we found a, the reason we would do another film. I'm really, really happy with where we're at in terms of the creative, but I'm also a little apprehensive about it, unquote. So, yes, he's still apprehensive, but this time he seems a little more apprehensive than before. Uh, I really do hope we get a fourth Spider-Man film with Tom Holland even if it could be his last, or he hands it off to Miles Morales or something like that. I would be okay with that. Um, we got our first trailer for the Furiosa film, being directed by George Miller, uh, serving as a prequel to Mad Max Fury Road, uh, starring a young Anya Taylor-Joy as a young... Why did I say young Anya Taylor-Joy? She's not young. Uh, showing Anya Taylor-Joy as a young Furiosa. We get to see a young Immortem Joe... We get to see Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth with a nose prosthetic as the main villain. This movie looks very interesting. Much more CGI heavy than, the, than Fury Road was. Uh, but I think people are going to be excited about it because they did want a Furiosa movie. And it takes place about 15 years, I think they said, before Fury Road. Um, 1,300 actors and artists have signed an open letter uh, calling out Spyglass Entertainment over the firing of Melissa Barrera from Scream 7 due to her uh, speaking out over the Palestine and Israel situation. Uh, the letter was published by Artists for Palestine UK, um, including co-signees Olivia Coleman, Harriet Walter, uh, Amy Lou Wood, Siv Siobhan McSweeney, Papa Isidu, uh, Yusuf Kirkor, Nicola Coughlin, uh, Lolly Adifope, Emma Seligman, um, and several others saying, quote, uh, The arts and culture sector accuses many cultural institutions in Western countries of systematically repressing, silencing, and stigmatizing Palestinian voices and perspective. This includes targeting and threatening the livelihoods of artists and artists and arts workers who express solidarity with Palestinians, as well as canceling performances, screenings, talks, exhibitions, and book launches. Um, despite this pressure, artists and their thousands are following their conscience and continuing to speak out. Freedom of expression, as enshrined in the Human Rights Act and the European Convention of Human Rights, is the backbone of our creative lives and fundamental to democracy. To stay silent in the face of mass injustice and worsening humanitarian crisis would be an ab abrogation of moral duty. 
To actively silence the principled artists and workers who do fulfill this responsibility is a failure to meet legal ob obligations on freedom of expression and anti-discrimination, unquote. That's just from the letter. Uh, they are calling censorship and decrying the firing of Melissa Barrera. We'll see if that changes Spyglass's mind. Um, Eli Roth has announced that Thanksgiving 2 will be made uh, and released sometime in 2025 after the success of the first film. HBO released a new trailer for House of the Dragon Season 2, hinting at a season, a summer 2024 release. Uh, the, the trailer looks great. More dragons, more war uh, as families go to battle. George R. R. Martin has seen the first two episodes uh, and was being interviewed. Hey, George, instead of watching the show, write your book. <laughs> um, but he said, quote, in a new blog post, quote, of course I'm hardly objective when talking about anything based on my own work, but I have to say I thought both episodes were just great, and they're not even finished yet. Dark, mind you, very dark. They may make you cry. I did not cry myself, but one of my friends did. Powerful, emotional, gut-wrenching, heart-rending, just the sort of thing I like, unquote. So, that means people are dying. People and dragons are probably dying in those first two episodes. No surprise there. Uh, House of the Dragon will premiere on HBO Max, or excuse me, Max, sometime in the summer of 2024. Uh, DC released a new trailer for a new animated Suicide Squad film called Suicide Squad Izaki, and it is anime-focused. And it will feature the Suicide Squad being sucked into a portal into like a fantasy realm. It looks amazing. Uh, we got a new trailer for Godzilla X Kong The New Empire on, um, on Sunday. Features the two titans, kaiju, however you want to describe them, uh, teaming up to fight a new threat who is uh, this red-looking Kong creature. I forget the name. Oh, it's the Scar King, I think they're calling it. Um, Godzilla gets new powers, a new upgrade, a new look uh, with new pink uh, dorsal fins and new power-up, and he thinned out a bit. Uh, Kong seems to be much larger than he was and is now sporting what looks like a either a mechanical like uh, exosuit piece on his arm or maybe a brace. People aren't sure. People are, are chiding a scene showing Godzilla and Kong like sprinting together at someone, which it is kind of funny, but like, who cares? Look, they can't run like that. Like, yeah, Godzilla used to fly and float on his tail, folks. <laughs> um, this movie looks fucking great. I will say that. I love it. I unfortunately have yet to see Godzilla, my, uh, Godzilla minus one. I hope to see that this weekend. Um, we got a new season uh, four trailer for the boys showing the hyperpolarization of the boys universe uh, I kind of mocking the polarization of, of political parties in the current US shows Homelander running for an election of some sort or his faction going up against Starlight's faction um, looks good the boys is a great show I still need to watch Gen V Kevin Feige has finally spoken out about the rumors about a potential return of um, 
Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. Um, and he was speaking to Vanity Fair, saying, quote, We are going to keep that moment and not touch that moment again. We all worked very hard for many years to get that, and we would never want to magically undo it in any way. So, unquote. That That's it. There you go. Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man is not being undead. Maybe a variant Robert or a variant Iron Man, a variant Tony Stark could potentially one day come. But Robert Downey Jr. is not returning in any way, shape, or form. Um, this is interesting. Christopher Nolan was being interviewed um, by The Hollywood Reporter for its Zack Snyder cover story. And uh, we've learned that Zack Snyder and Christopher Nolan are really good friends. Uh, they asked him about his favorite Zack Snyder, Snyder film movement. Uh, film moment, I, uh, excuse me. Um, and he said, quote, The moment in Man of Steel where Kevin Costner tells young Clark that whatever his origin, he's still his son, puts a lump in my throat every time. Zack is best known for his facility with iconic image making, but his casting instincts are second to none, unquote. Look, I'm not the biggest fan of Christopher Nolan films. I'm a fan of Christopher Nolan as a person, though. Uh, even though he can be a bit pretentious, he is always looking out for the film industry. And it's nice to hear that him and Zack Snyder are friends. Uh, I remember we were talking earlier this year about uh, there's a movie that he loves to watch. And it was a totally unexpected movie that people would expect Christopher Nolan to watch. Oh, Step Brothers, right? Um, he also went on to say that, quote, I've always believed Watchmen was ahead of its time. The idea of a superhero team which it so brilliantly subverts, wasn't yet a thing in movies. It would have been fascinating to see it released post-Avengers, unquote. Look, Watchmen is an amazing movie. It's almost shot for shot the same as the, um, the graphic novel. Y'all need to go watch Watchmen right now if you haven't seen it. Yes, it's three hours, but it's worth it. Um, let's see... Zack Snyder has also regained the rights to Blood and Ashes. Um, it was supposed to be a 300 and 300 Rise of an Empire sequel. It's being described as, quote, incredibly homoerotic and super violent, unquote. Again, uh, reported by The Hollywood Reporter. He wrote the script for Blood and Ashes for Warner Brothers before he left after Justice League. Uh, and the story turned in ended up being different than just a 300 sequel. Um, it would have focused on the relationship between Alexander the Great and the second-in-command, Hephaestion. Um, it was described as, quote, a gay love story that was also an ancient Greek war epic, one he said then Warner's executive, Courtney Valentini, liked and championed, unquote. Um, but after what happened with Warner Brothers via Justice League and everything like that, they didn't want to make the film. Um, however... They have regained the rights to the film, so it's possible they may make it one day. Zack Snyder said, quote, We got the rights back so we can make it if we want it. I don't know what the marketplace is for an incredibly homoerotic, super-violent, super-sexual movie, but maybe it's perfect, unquote. I'd watch it. Just saying. Beyonce's Renaissance, a film by Beyonce, has won the domestic box office this weekend. 
bringing in $21 million. Um, Renaissance, a film by Beyonce, bought in $6.4 million overseas for a global weekend tally of $27.4 million. Uh, it beat expectations, but of course didn't reach the same numbers as Taylor Swift's The Eras Tour. Uh, first film in two decades to open with more than $20 million at the weekend box office the week and after Thanksgiving. Um, let me see. AMC Theaters is distributing it, just like they did with the Taylor Swift movie, kind of bypassing the studios during the strike. Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes took second place with $14.5 million, which has bring its, its total to $121 million in North America and globally to $243.9 million. Godzilla Minus One took the third place with $11 million domestically, bringing its global total to $34.6 million on a film that only had a $15 million budget. Uh, Trolls took fourth, and Wish took fifth with $7.4 million, uh, meaning the Marvels has kind of fallen off completely. Disney has so far announced they will no longer report on... Um, they will no longer report on, on the Marvels um, making money. Uh, let's see. Hold on. I want to pull up the exact article to say uh, exactly what it is. Hold on. They're essentially giving up on it, which kind of sucks because it was a good movie, and I think it faced backlash for the completely wrong reasons. Hold on, I need to find this, because uh, I do want to talk about it. Marvel, Disney, okay. Um, let me see, Bob Iger, I'm trying to find it. Um, uh, this will be, be a variety, quote, with the Marvel's box office now winding down, we'll stop weekend reporting of international global grosses on this title. Yeah, it, it really sucks that, um, that that's happening, and it is, so it sucks, but the Marvels failed for some of the dumbest fucking reasons, and I don't know why, because it's actually a good movie. So, we're going to talk about a Deadpool 3 leak, and then we're going to talk about Ryan Reynolds talking about Deadpool 3 leaks. So, in new set leaks from Deadpool 3... We have seen the return of both Sabretooth from the original X-Men films, not the Lee Schreiber version, and Toad. Uh, I don't know if Ray Park is returning to play him. But, in the same vein, we've learned that Ryan Reynolds has spoken out against these leaks. Saying, um, on an Instagram post, Quote, surprises are part of the magic of theatrical movies. It is important for us to shoot the new Deadpool film in real, natural environments, using practical effects as opposed to making the movie indoors and digitally. Telephoto lenses continue to spoil surprises and create a difficult situation for everyone. Um, here's hoping some of the websites and social channels hold back showing images before they're ready. The film is built for an audience joy. And our highest hope is to preserve as much of that magic as possible for the finished film and the big screen. Part of the reason people post spoilers is because they're excited. I realize these aren't real world issues and it's firmly in the good problems bucket. I love making this movie. 
unquote. So uh, again, Ryan's just saying like, hey, look, let's leave some things to be a surprise in the film. Don't share everything. I get it. I love making the movie, but let's be better. Okay, Ryan, I'll do my best. <laughs> um, we finally have a release date for when Barbie will hit streaming on Max, uh, and that will be next Friday, December 15th. Uh, so you'll finally be able to watch Barbie at home uh, if you have a Max subscription. Um, Nick Cage has opened up about working in the film industry and uh, says that he thinks he only has about three or four movies left in him. Um, in an interview with uh, Vanity Fair about his new film Dream Scenario, he said, quote, I may have three or four movies left in me. I do feel I've said what I've had to say with cinema. I think I took film performance as far as I could. I do want to get much more severe and stringent in my selection process. I want to say bye on a high note, unquote. Honestly, that sucks, man. I love Nick Cage movies. I really don't want him to go. Uh, please don't go yet, Nick. Please keep making movies, man. You're so good. You're so, so good. Um, Margot Robbie uh, was being interviewed by... Uh, in the Variety's, Variety's Actors on Actors uh, series that they put on YouTube. Uh, she was being interviewed by Killian Murphy. She, of course, interviewed him back. It was kind of like a roundtable discussion between the two of them. And um, she went on to say, quote, One of your producers, Chuck Roven, called me because we worked together on some other projects. And he was like, I think you guys should move your date. Um... I was like, we're not moving our date. If you're scared to be up against us, then you move your date. And he's like, we're not moving our date. I just think it'd be better for you to move. And I was like, we're not moving. I think this is a really good, great pairing, actually, unquote. And that's in regards to not releasing um, Barbie on the same day as Oppenheimer. Obviously, that created uh, Barbenheimer. Um it sounds like, uh, let me see, I guess, uh, um, hold on, but, uh, you know, Killian Murphy went on to praise her intuition, um, but of course the theater goers are the ones that turned the double billing into what it became, um, Christopher Nolan, I guess, was, um, adamant about releasing it on that day but it's interesting it's interesting that they tried to move barbie out of the way and barbie ultimately did did better <laughs> uh pixar has announced that they will be sending several of their direct to streaming movies to theaters next year uh several of which released during the lockdown uh during the the pandemic uh, Soul, Luca, and Turning Red will all be released in theaters in 2024. Uh, Disney said in an announcement that you'll be able to, quote, see them the way they were meant to be seen, unquote. Uh, Soul will be first releasing in theaters on January 12th. Turning Red will be next on February 9th. And Luca will hit theaters on March 22nd. Tickets will go on sale on January 2nd and will lead up to the release of Inside Out 2, 
which is set to release in June. Um, this is the first time they will all be released in U.S. theaters. Let's see. Uh, Netflix has announced that the Squid Game The Challenge has been renewed for a second season, despite all the lawsuits it's facing for the first one. Um, it has opened up applications for those interested in joining the second season. So the, re the finale actually released uh, yesterday. Uh, so you can watch that. You can win up to a lump sum of $4.56 million. I, uh, but people don't die, so is it really that good? <laughs> um, A24 has announced a new partnership with HBO and Max under a new multi-year deal, um, which will bring its films to HBO Max and Cinemax after its deal with Paramount had ended. Uh, in a new press release, that uh, all of its recent movies will be uh, moved under the, the Warner Brothers Discovery platforms after the conclusion of their theatrical run. That includes the Priscilla movie, the Dream Scenario film, which we talked about starring Nick Cage, The Iron Claw, which comes out on December 22nd, which tells the story of the Von Erich brothers, who uh, starring Zac Efron and Jeremy Allen White. Um... Dix the Musical will, will be there, Love Lies Bleeding, The Zone of Interest, uh, and Stop Making Sense, uh, as well as Jonathan Denmi's Talking Heads concert film. Uh, they also signed an extension to the licensing deal with them to bring past movies, which will include Everything Everywhere All at Once, The, the Uncut Gems, The Whale, and Past Lives. Um, A24 or Warner Brothers... Uh, EVP of Content Acquisitions Royce Battleman said, quote, Continuing on a relationship with A24 to bring award-winning movies alongside re recent fan favorites to subscribers adds incredible value to the HBO and Max value proposition. Um, the diverse range of stories that come from the A24 pipeline make this partnership so impactful for our audience, unquote. So, I don't know when, though. Um, I don't know when they're going to be launching on the platform. Um, and then, in sad news, uh, a Hollywood legend passed away today at the age of 101. Norman Lear, the legendary writer and producer behind All in the Family, Sanford and Son, One Day at a Time, The Jeffersons, Good Times, and many others, uh, died yesterday, like I said, at the age of 101. Um, he was a comedy writer in the 50s and 60s, and of course, his shows are what made him a household name in the 70s. He first developed All in the Family, um, which would then cause uh, lead to spinoffs like The Jeffersons and several other shows. All in the Family ran for nine seasons. Uh, then Archie Bunker's Place, uh, like I said, Maud, Good Times, and The Jeffersons all spun off of that. Uh, he also developed Sanford and Son, One Day at a Time. Um, he essentially created what would become the modern sitcom. Um, he also executive produced films like The Princess Bride, Fried Green Tomatoes, uh, Divorce American Style. He earned an Oscar nomination for that. Um, CBS wrote, quote, Norman Lear's profound influence on te television will never be forgotten. He was a creative icon whose comedic and courageous perspective on the America he loved had an immeasurable impact on our network. 
our viewers and television overall. His funny, realistic, and fearless approach to storytelling rang true in his sharp writing and rich characters. He redefined the sitcom by introducing topics that had previously been avoided, including race, poverty, and sexism, and he did it all with wit and heart, making it relatable to millions of Americans. Norman's broad impact on our industry is surpassed only by his personal influence on the lives of the innumerable people he touched at every level of our business. He also remained a passionate advocate for equality and justice throughout his remarkable life. We extend our deepest condolences to Norman's beloved family. His legacy will forever touch the medium we all love. Unquote. Um, wow. Uh, at the, uh, which, which is, this is very unprecedented. But CBS, ABC, NBC, Fox, and the CW all simulcast an on-air in-memoriam card at 8 p.m. In tribute, of, in tribute of Lear uh, yesterday, or tonight, they might have, uh, which has never been done before. Um, Jennifer Aniston said, quote, His shows shaped my childhood, and getting to know him was one of my greatest honors. Uh, he made such a difference, a huge impact on television and humanity. He was able to tackle and discuss heated political conversations during difficult and charged times, and were able to laugh and learn, unquote. Um, John Stewart said, quote, good night, Norman, love you. Thanks for raising me, unquote. Uh, Billy Crystal said, quote, what an amazing life that has given so much to us all. He used laughter as a way to look at ourselves, a blessing to have been his friend for almost 50 years, unquote. Um, Jimmy Kimmel, who actually worked with him a lot, uh, gave a statement to the Hollywood Reporter saying, quote, it is obviously silly to want more time with a person who outlived a whole century, but losing Norman Lear, even at 101 years old, feels unfair. His bravery, integrity, and unmatched moral compass were equaled by his kindness, empathy, and wit. Norman was very proud of the fact that he so-called Reverend Jerry Falwell dubbed him the number one enemy of the American family. The opposite was true. Much more than anyone before him, Norman used situational comedy to shine a light on prejudice, intolerance, and inequality. He created families that mirrored ours, showing us a world in which Archie Bunker and Michael Stivick could learn to not only coexist, but to love one another. As a young man, Technical Sergeant Lear flew 52 combat missions over Nazi Germany. He continued to fight for freedom all the way to the end of his life on Earth. Even at 101, Norman cared as much about the future, our children, and the planet as anyone I've ever known. He was a great American, a hero in every way, and so funny, smart, and lovely man you almost couldn't believe it. The privilege of working alongside Norman and the opportunity he gave me and my wife to get to know him and his beautiful family has been among the great honors and pleasures of my life. We're all very lucky to have him. Unquote. Uh, via deadline, George Clooney said, quote, It's hard to reconcile that at 101 years old, Norman Lear has gone too soon. The entire world of reason just lost its greatest advocate and our family lost a dear friend. A giant walked in his shoes. Unquote. Uh, Rob Reiner, who of course starred in um, all in the family and worked with Norman Lear a lot, tweeted, quote, I love Norman Lear with all my heart. He was my second father, sending my love to Lynn and the whole Lear family, unquote. Uh, Tyler Perry released a statement. Jane Fonda, um, Mark Hamill, Shonda Rhimes, Stephen King, and more all released statements. John Leguizamo, um, Jamie Lee Curtis, um, Mark Hamill, like I said, Octavia Spencer, Wanda Sykes, Kathy Griffin, Christopher Miller, so many people, John Cusack, um, 
that's uh, I, I look. Uh, I didn't realize John Cusack got his first job because of Norman Lear and Rob Reiner. Um, that's crazy. Kathy Griffin talked about how she got to spend time with him. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people, all because of uh, All in the Family, realistically. So, a great, great television icon. Uh, that is it for Nixner News this week. We are not going to do a 90s Top 10. Um, I'm going to save that for next week, just because I don't have a lot of them right now. I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to do 90s comedy, 90s family, and 90s animated films, because I have seen so many of them, it's hard to really put them in a, um, it's hard to put it in a, in a, in a, in a top 10. It, it, it's, it's way too hard. So we're going to see, um, we're going to see how that, that works. Cause it's, like I said, it's, it's going to be a little too hard to figure that out. Um, we'll do that soon. Like I said, I, I do have one more, uh, list I can do before we figure that out. So I, I just want to, I want to push it around a bit. Um, but yes, it, it, uh, we'll do that in a couple weeks. Um, thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to check out the website, follow us on social media, and, uh, I will catch you guys on the flip side. This has been a production of Nixner News. Please do not use without implicit faxed permission. And yes, that means with a fax machine.